Hi, everyone. My name is Mark Graham, and welcome to SkewCast, the podcast that explores the who, what, why, and how of the promotional products industry. SkewCast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SkewCast is the official podcast of Common Skew. If you like what you hear, make sure to keep in touch by subscribing to the show on iTunes or at our blog, community.commonskew.com. And with that, let's get to it. Today's episode is part of our SkewCon Chicago Speaker Series. This is where we track down our speakers who will be joining us at SkewCon in Chicago on July 12th at the beautiful Virgin Hotel. In these discussions, we'll get a sneak peek of what they'll be talking about and why their teachings are particularly important to staying ahead in the promotional products industry today. Our guest today is Tanya Allen Gould. Tanya is the founder and CEO of TagSource, a highly unique and creative distributorship based in Southern California. Tanya is a longtime friend and collaborator of mine, and it's such a delight to have her keynoting at SKUCon. Tanya's journey is a fascinating one and involves the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, all par for the course for most entrepreneurs in the industry. Tanya will be sharing her story at SKUCon this summer, but she's carved out some time in her schedule today to whet our appetites for what's in store in July. Tanya, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you, Mark. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So why don't we jump right into it, Tanya? So your keynote at SKUCon is titled Creativity and the Big Idea, Recognizing the Aha Moment. Can you give us a sneak peek of some of the themes that you'll be covering at the event? Themes. It's interesting that you use the word theme because uh, that really hones in on my, my talk. Uh, the theme of a story, as you might know, is the central idea. And since I kind of fancy myself as a bit of a storyteller, yes. I'll be taking attendees on a journey where I'll be talking about the big idea and getting people to hopefully nurture even their most craziest of ideas. Um, as you know, I've had some crazy ideas along my own personal journey, and ultimately I hope that what I will be talking about will teach some people to really learn to set themselves apart from the competition. Right. And they'll do that through, uh, through differentiation, one of my favorite words of all times. And, um, and I'll do that by, you know, walking them through my personal journey. Now, not to give too much away about what you're going to talk about this summer, but mm -hmm. when did you recognize your aha moment? And the reason I ask you this question is you've been in the industry for the better part of 20 years now. I always think that when people start off in the industry, they don't necessarily know their aha moment until like, 10 or 15 years into it. Was it was it uh, immediate for you when you got into the business or was it several years on? You know, the aha moment for, you know, there's several things that I have going on, as you know. So the aha moment for TAG for me was uh, really, you know, the company started out as a creative resource management company and um, we were, you know, working on all facets of, of creative business. So in setting up my organization, um, I happened to stumble into the promotional products industry and, uh, you know, I knew that in order to set myself apart from the competition, which I really didn't know much about <laughs> outside of what my clients were telling me because I had never 
walked a minute in this industry, um, I knew that I had to really set my company apart from the competition, and I did that doing what I do best, and that is being creative. Yeah. That leads to this other question I have for you. How have you used creativity as your competitive advantage at TAG? Are there any specific examples that you can point towards? Yeah, you know, like I said, creativity is really the backbone to TAG. Uh, we deploy the big idea or that moment in time where you actually, through a brainstorming session with your team or with a group, where you, you, you say, aha, we've got it. That's the big idea. That's what we need to um, put in front of our clients. And so that concept, that big idea concept, is, is really embedded in nearly everything we do from concept to creation. It's what sets us apart from the competition, I believe, and I really feel that our jobs are to make a buyer and future recipients of a promotional product see our idea and go, wow, I get it, not pause and reflect and say, oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want our clients to emote, and if we, if we can get our clients to emote, then we know that the end user recipient is going to to emote as well. And what I'll say, Tanya, is that I've had the good fortune of being in some, you know, social situations with you at various shows where you've had some of your clients along and you've invited me along to some of the events and lunches. And it's amazing for me to look as an outsider as I see how you have these clients completely wrapped around your finger, which is what I think you like <laughs> about most things. It's like with me too. <laughs> and oh, come on. It's really quite amazing as a fellow colleague in the industry to kind of see a fellow colleague at work and how it is that you, um, pitch these ideas to your customers and how they just love what it is that you do. So that it, it's really, really neat to see that. So I'm validating that. Well, that's really neat. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I love working with them. I love, you know, I think that I think that no matter how good our ideas are, if the relationship isn't, isn't where it needs to be, it doesn't matter. You're not going to sell a thing. So, you know, I, I view that creative journey as a partnership with the client as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's stop, uh, you know, talking about the good parts. Let, let's switch over to some maybe not so good parts. And uh, you hit a creative wall a few years ago, which forced you to reevaluate your business and what it was that you were doing in the industry. Um, are you okay to tell me a little bit about that time and how you ultimately came out on the other side? Yeah, you know, um, it, sometime around 2012, um, I woke up one day and I was really thinking I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to work in the promotional products industry anymore. And imagine waking up one day with that realization and not putting any kind of uh, any kind of steps into place to protect my business and my family. Like I didn't set up any kind of exit strategy. Yeah. And after time and reflection, what I really realized is that I didn't, I didn't want to leave the industry. What I needed was a big, long sabbatical. I needed to heal the creative side in me that is really, you know, it's not only the backbone and the cornerstone of the industry, it's the backbone of me. It's, it's what makes me who I am. Yep. And, um, and, and I think that that was the biggest component of what was going on with me then. And, and, you know, imagine me going to my husband and saying, honey, I don't want to do this anymore. And my husband, you know, like literally falling out of his chair because this is, a, you know, it's a, it's a part of our, our, our personal income, you know, strategies and long-term, you know, uh, retirement goals. And it was, it was more a revelation. It was a moment where I was just, I was like, ah. Oh. And what I realized is I was just really very burned out. 
The other thing that that process took me through is that I, I think that what was burning inside of me is that I always had a desire to be a children's author, yeah. um, a book author. And I knew right then that I had to do something about it. I was 42, 43 years old at the time. And I had to focus on figuring out how to get my business to a point where it could operate with or without me. And that really was my long-term goal. Um, so once I got the business to be a bit more on autopilot, um, that's when I took my first extended period off from the business. Actually, it's my only really extended period off from the business. I took six months. Right. Uh, um, and I like to call that my sabbatical. And during that sabbatical is when, you know, I'd realized that I'd already kind of sold my children's picture book author, uh, uh, I'm sorry, my children's picture book um, to an organization that was going to bring it on um, at, to an app. And that company didn't fold. They sold their technology to, I want to say it was some, you know, big organization um, like an Apple. <laughs> but uh, they sold it, and so the contract kind of fizzled and died. And so I kind of let my story kind of fizzle and die at that moment. So I was outside hosing off some, you know, some furniture when we weren't in the California drought. Um, and that's when I said, wait a second, Tony, you sold that. Why give up on it? Why not, you know, really focus on getting this book published during the six-month period of time? And meanwhile, obviously, I'm working at, you know, I'm doing stuff for TAG, and I'm, you know, doing high-level stuff, but I really wasn't focused on the day-in, day-out things like I, I usually was. So that's, that's really the journey. Yeah, so I want to dig more into that. So you, you as you say, you authored this children's book. I want to hear a little bit more about that. I mean, of course, I've read it, uh, as have my kids many times. Um, but I want to hear about the book itself and also the, this crazy fact that you're now not only the proud owner of TagSource, but you're also the proud owner of this island in Nicaragua and this incredible charitable organization as well. Um, so I'll stop talking and I want to hear you go into more detail about that. Well, you're touching on, you know, the story or the journey, you know, along the lines of the aha moment. Um, my aha moment came to me very specifically uh, uh, with somebody in this industry. And, um, and I'll, I'll talk more about that later. But, you know, the question was raised, what's your big idea? How are you going to elevate your book above the noise of all the other children's picture books out there? And I didn't have an answer to that question. And so that question, that one single question, kept me up at night. Um, it literally kept me up at night because I knew that I needed to deploy my, you know, almost 20 years at that time experience in the promotional products industry, but more specifically in marketing, to do something great with my book. And I woke up one day and I knew what that, I that idea was. That's my aha moment. Now, the aha moment that I had when I shared it with other people um, really, uh, you know, some people may have even thought my aha moment was too crazy. And so that's, that's the, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the epitome of, of what my talk is really all about. It's not about, you know, not about specifically what I'm doing, but it's about, you know, recognizing that aha moment. Um, but the children's picture book, to answer your question, led me on a journey of my lifetime and now not only am I an entrepreneur and a children's picture book author but I'm also a social entrepreneur and you know I don't know if you need me to define what that is I think you should okay um, a social 
entrepreneur is somebody, usually they're people who want to fix problems and they see them, they see them differently than maybe certain organizations would. They view the people who they're trying to help as a part of the solution. Yeah. Um, they're not, they don't view them as a part of the, the, the problem. And um, there is a region in or along the Atlantic Caribbean coast of Nicaragua that is stuck. Um, the government um, during history, uh, fairly recent history, basically shut down their schools for somewhere over 20 years. Imagine not having schools because the government wanted these schools to um, be Spanish-speaking only, and this is a region that is diverse, um, that has multiple languages, from Spanish to English to Mestizo, from uh, Mesquito, you've got the Mosquito population over there, you've got uh, a world of different languages, and they're just completely stuck. And yeah. I realized that through an island, an island that now is part of the Finding Cordomagora project, uh, we can make that island become a beacon of hope and serve that entire region of over 80,000 people. Yeah. You know, it's 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 such a stunning story, and we, we've spoken a lot about this in the past, Tanya, but I think it's what's really neat to me is I see this really interesting theme with with a lot of successful entrepreneurs in the business. I think about people like Danny Rosen at Brand Fuel and his uh, starting band together and having this uh, separate philanthropic, uh, completely not associated with the promotional business, but something on the side that is making a real impact. I know Rod Brown with Made to Order in California as well has done lots mm -hmm. of really interesting things down in Mexico. And I think he's been to Africa and building houses and digging ditches for uh, uh, water wells. And it's just, it, it's amazing to me to see these uh, clearly successful entrepreneurs in this business that are reaching out and doing things in the community. And I, I think that um, it's also not a stretch to know or to assume that the work that you're doing in the philanthropic space is also giving you this massive amount of creative energy that you can then invest back into TAG. Is that the case? Oh, oh yes. You know, nothing is as big as, as nothing is as powerful as a big new idea in the hands of a social entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and I really believe that. And I think you, it takes, you have to be an entrepreneur. You have to have that background. And I think that it's, it, it, it is driving me. I can't explain it. It is, it, it, and it's funny, TAG is feeding Finding Corda Magora and Finding, uh, finding Corda Magora is feeding TAG. It's, it, they're, you know, it, it, it's crazy how that is actually happening. Yeah. Um, you know, I am deploying the best part of my creative side um, that isn't directly impacting me or my family. You know, I had to get off my own little, you know, I call it my California one-acre island. I don't live on an island, but it feels like an island because, you know, entrepreneurs, we kind of get, we get lost in our, in our own worlds and, and sure, we, we contribute to society and we donate and, you know, we, we do certain things. But here I'm making, I, I feel like I'm making a huge difference. Yeah. Um, in a way that I can't quite describe because it's, it's just so powerful. It's, I feel like I'm on, on my path of what I was born to do. Yeah. Um, that, I was, that I was supposed to write this book and this book was supposed to be the inspiration for this island and this island was supposed to be, um, you know, this beacon of hope that serves, you know, an entire region of, of human beings. Yeah, yeah, and you're still able to run a successful promotional product company with a great foundation that's able to uh, continue to grow every year. So that's, I mean, it's a great story. And 
I mean, I ask you that question, Tanya, because I've known you for many years and I know, uh, l like I have as well, have hit these creative walls. And if you don't reimagine yourself and you don't rewrite your story, um, then you're just going to wallow in misery. You're going to feel sorry for yourself and your business is going to decline and all sorts of bad things are going to happen. So I, I, I look at you and I see someone who is able to get up and to, and to, uh, as they say, rewrite the Tanya story and go after her passion. So I think it was great. And I mean, that's one of the big reasons why we wanted to have you at SKUCon as well is you really tell a story that can inspire people. So we're really honored to have you at the event. Well, Gosh, I'm, I'm so honored to be there. Um, I really am. I, you know, everything that you do, Mark, and there's no doubt in my mind and I, about this, is that you are truly one of the blessings of the promotional products industry and everything that you do, your heart's always and always in the right place, um, you know, from mentoring uh, to contributing to bringing people together. You are really, you are really, um, uh, you know, uh, forgive me for saying this, but you are, you, you are our beacon of hope, you know, in the promotional products industry because oh, it takes out. people like you, it takes people like you to make a difference and impart change. And I love what you're doing with Common Skew. I love what you're doing with your own uh, uh, distributorship, Right Sleeve. I just think that you're just the cat's meow. Well, you're very, you're very kind, but let's, <laughs> you need to stop right now. Come on now. Um, oh, stop. You stop. So, so let me, let me, let me finish it off on this because we wanted to keep this short and sweet to give people a little bit of a primer, but um, I, I'm really curious about this notion of getting stuck. So many of us get stuck in a rut in this business, particularly people who have been around for a while. What do you think, Tanya, are two to three things that you would recommend people can start doing now? to get unstuck and get started on a new path? Yeah, you know, I've, I, I've thought about that question a lot. I think you ask it almost every time we're, we're together or on a podcast. I, I think know, that's I'm annoying that way, so <laughs> No, it's a good question. It's such a really good question because, you know, that's all about imparting change. I really believe that if somebody gets up every morning, you know, they grab their coffee, get their kids off to school, you know, go through their daily routine, get calm, um, cook dinner, put the kids to bed, go to sleep, wake up, do the whole thing over, then I think you're missing it. I think you're missing what you were, you were put on this earth to do. Um, and that is whatever it is you were supposed to put on, uh, you were supposed to do, you need to find it and you need to do it. Um, and maybe that is uncovering a personal dream um, that you let die. Maybe you thought it was too big or too lofty, too crazy, you can't afford it, you can't, you know, take the time away. I think that you are really, um, you're losing a part of yourself. So what I would say is that you first have to nurture your creative side, yep. you know, and that starts with, you know, whatever it is that you do. I, I, I've heard people say, I am not creative at all. Well, your brain and <laughs> tells us otherwise, you, you, you are creative. You just have to nurture that creative side. And if that means taking up a paint class, photography, um, you know, joining a debate group, a writing group, whatever it takes, start to nurture and develop that creative side. Because in the promotional product business, I don't care who you are. If you are, you know, uh, the executive, if you own the business, or if you are a salesperson or the janitor, you know, that can help you in all facets of what you do at um, your business. And so, you know, like I said, nothing is as powerful as a big idea in the hands of somebody who knows what to do with it. And so you, 
you know, that's my best lesson that I can give people is to find that aha moment in your life, whatever it is, and it's not your job. I, I guarantee it, it's not your job, although you can apply yep. that aha moment to your job. Yep. Your, your big dream, your big goals, whatever they are, find that, and that will nurture the best part of yourself. Yeah. And then you'll do great, you'll do even better at your job, and you'll probably even be a better spouse, and you'll be a better parent um, because you are taking care of yourself first. Yeah, that that's uh, I really love that piece of advice. It's certainly something I I just jotted down this, you know, this notion that it is actually not in your job at all. <laughs> that's usually outside the four walls of your day to day business, the day to day it's routine. Not your job. And and I love that because as soon as you find it, it's. Uh, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, very impactful. So, well, Tanya, this has been absolutely wonderful. We could certainly speak for hours and uh, we'll have to continue this in the, in a, in a couple of months when we're in Chicago. And for those people that uh, have no idea what we're speaking about, uh, SKUCon is our uh, summer conference that we're going to be hosting in Chicago on July 12th. Uh, more information could be found at commonskew.com slash SKUCon where you can see all the great speakers and uh, information about the event. And Tanya, it's going to be really delightful to have you there keynoting and uh, you're going to have everyone in tears and laughter and, I don't know, shrieks of whatever. <laughs> okay, you may have just oversold that just a little bit. Now the pressure's on. <laughs> I know. Well, that, but I, do that I hope I do a good job for you. I do it intentionally. Anyways, thanks so much, Tanya. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SKUcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to SKUcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening. Music